0: Hello, what's going on? It's another episode of Teams, Profiles, and Projections here on Talking Baseball brought to you by SeatGeek. We are doing the National League East today and if this is your first time tuning in for one of these because you are a fan of one of these five teams in this division, make sure that you are under the impression that we know less than you and we need your help. We count on our audience. They Clean things up for us they tidied up to make us sound less dumb and more smart also if you're listening on the podcast app this is gonna be a long episode about an hour and a half or so and you'll hear all five teams if you're tuning into youtube it's one team per video now that i've laid the groundwork i think we're gonna get right into it unless uh you guys have some quick first words jake on the clock first words
1: fire me up let's go
0: trev do you have any first words uh we're dumb sometimes
2: BBD? Uh, We're recording these and ALEs back-to-back, so it's going to be one big session, just so everyone knows. He loved it.
0: Speaking of one big sessions... On your mark, get set... And go, the stopwatch is going. There's 10 minutes on the clock. The Washington Nationals won 65 games last year. They missed the playoffs. They traded a couple guys that had some promise. They kept some other guys. They did make some moves in the offseason that are a little odd. And I'd like Jake to tell us about them. Jake.
1: Your Washington Nationals, who they lost. Pour one out, Trev. And let's retire a number. Ryan Zimmerman, Mr. National. What a career uh he's the only notable loss who they added nelson cruz love him caesar hernandez how's your on-base king steve c Sheck. sean doolittle ihiri adrianza let's get that right maybe and then some minor league deals guys you might know that'll be playing in the show this year Ball sanchez michael franco d strange gordon tyler clippard how's your high change up And Aaron Sanchez trying to find it back from his Blue Jay days. Um, So they brought in a lot of guys uh, to the 65 and 97 team. And I I guess if there's somewhere you can dream, it's the rotation a little bit T-nasty? You can. We got to get some guys healthy here. Um, Starting the
3: rotation off, Steven. Strasburg, ever heard of him? The electric debut seems like 50 years ago. Still in the Washington Nationals organization. Uh, missed a lot of 2021 with right shoulder inflammation. Mm. Uh, behind him, Patrick Corbin. They paid him a ton to be the lefty that strikes everybody out. They got Josiah Gray from the Dodgers. We got Joe Ross there. Uh, Paolo Espina. Eric Fetty mm. Jake, you like that name. Mm. And like you said, Annabelle Sanchez is in there on uh, a minor league deal. But, man, he got hammered uh, against the Cardinals. I think he had like 14 runs or something like that. So not a great start to spring for him. But in the bullpen, some more familiar names, Kyle Finnegan, Tanner Rainey, Steve Ciszek, Sean Doolittle is back, Will Harris. You know, so there is some pitching here. And James, why don't you tell us about the lineup that definitely has some boppers?
0: Yeah, the two, three, and four are fun. You got Cesar Hernandez. They have him, scratches leading off at second base. Then you have Juan Soto. I mean... If your team's playing the Nationals, make sure you pay extra special attention to Juan Soto at-bats. And, by the way, impossible not to, so I don't even need to tell you that. Nelson Cruz behind him for at least half of the year. Josh Bell behind him for at least half of the year. Kelbert Ruiz, not in my book. Lame Mm. Thomas, that's a tough name, not in my book. Alcides Escobar, we like him. Uh, Michael Franco and Victor Robles. So that really dives off. Mm, it
3: does a little bit. And even the pitching, we're talking about Strasburg. He had thoracic outlet syndrome last year. You know about the guys that have had that. It is tough to come back from that. Um, he's working now. I think they're. this is what an article says. They're hoping to get anything
0: out of Steven, Steven Strasburg. That's a good article. I'm sure he is happy about that. Uh, this is a trade team. This team is going to be really bad, and then and then other teams are going to ask for pieces. Nelson Cruz will probably be traded. Give him $10 million, have him bang some home runs for three months, and then trade him for prospects at the deadline. If he s- ends the year with this team, I think is a weird option, but that would be bizarre. Uh, Josh Bell actually had a good year last year. Yeah. And that was awesome. Good for Josh Bell. And he should also not end this t- season with this team. And then the whole bullpen is basically that. It's like they are. their strategy is, hey, maybe, you know, we'll trade Will Harris, uh, C-Shack, Doolittle. Like, if anyone plays themselves into being wanted, we'll get a return with some prospects. And I think that's the goal this
1: year. Man, they, the 2019 World Series champion nationals. Things have changed a lot. Uh, Patrick Corbin, who's slotted in at the one spot right now, because remember, Scherzer used to be there. He gone. Uh, Strasburg, you mentioned the thoracic outlet syndrome. You know, a couple more success stories are starting to leak out. Alex Cobb, I didn't realize he was one. So let's, let's hope Strasburg gets... To be one of those, because man, what a what a sneaky little career he's had, huh? Uh and by the way, they gave him the bag. So if you're a Nationals fan that wants some hope over the next five years or so, uh, you hope that guy bounces back. Patrick Corbin got killed last year. Five eight two 2 ERA. He slotted in the one-hole. This division is disgusting. This division is disgustingly good. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're looking to find. The next part of Nationals history, I know they're trying to lock up Juan Soto. I think, you know, bringing in Nelson Cruz and a couple of those guys on the offensive end were to help Juan feel more comfortable, so hopefully they can lock him up for the next 13 years and, you know, make sure he's a National and build around him. Ruiz is a legit prospect behind the dish. Josiah Gray is a legit prospect pitching. Those are part of the return for Scherzer and Trey Turner. Um, so those are the guys you're circling in Nats land. Like, Hey, if those guys click, we're starting to build a young core of this team, but uh, you're right. Jimbo. I mean, uh, Josh Bell, I think it's a contract year for him. Uh, Nelson Cruz, uh, by the midway point of the season is going to be better. sell sir contender, same with Cesar Hernandez. Um, and any of the bodies in the bullpen. So, um, sorry, Nats fans. I mean, I don't think any of you are surprised. Uh, especially, especially these other four teams in the division. Like even the Fish, I think are are just a tier up from Los Nats. I started this off
3: by saying, hey, these guys could they could make some moves. They could do something. And as you, you mentioned to me, Jake, you know, wait till we get to the other teams now that I'm even going over the roster and kind of seeing what we're playing here or playing with here, it's going to be a long season, but you do have Juan Soto. I think like, let's, let's get a silver lining here. You want to go out and see one of the best hitters to ever do it. You can go see the best hit, one of the best hitters to ever do it. Not every team can say that when they're struggling, the pirates don't have that. So we're trying to give a little bit of optimism here. Uh, Still get out to the ballpark and go watch him.
0: Yeah, it's front office season. Uh, Watch Juan Soto. He's not going anywhere. So you're rooting for awards here. Like you're rooting for Juan Soto to hit a ton of home runs, to win MVP, uh, to have protection. And then you're rooting for some of the young guys to stand out and and give you hope and promise for like the next year. And then root for the front office to move some guys. And get good returns.
3: Basically. And, And start working a framework to keep Juan Soto in Washington for the next decade and a half.
0: Yeah. Like, don't make him miserable. Make him yeah. feel like. Honestly, yeah. Here, here's what I would do if
3: I was a Nashville's fan I go to the park. Mm. I go for BP. <laughs> I try to catch me some Juan Soto homers and BP. Stick around for the game. Watch him take a few ABs, have a beer. And whatever the night brings, you might get a victory. Probably not. Odds are you won't. But I think if you go early and try to get some Juan Soto homers, they'll make for a
1: successful day.
3: I can't tell if that's depressing or I'm trying to be nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes to both. I, I think, you know, we TPPs, we jump in the deep end and start swimming. Cause we were in lockout mode. Like if we're being honest, like what, what this TPP should be is like, Hey, uh, if you're deep cut baseball, like Carter Kiboom once, you know, he, he strained his forearm, but he should get a lot of at-bats this year. Is he, is he an MLB guy guy? Um, you know, the the other Luis Garcia, uh, Luis V. Garcia, he's a young guy. He's going to start the year in the minors. He should get called up. You just, if you're a Nats fan, you want to circle three guys that next year you're penciling in the lineup and you like them. Um, and, you know, hey, the Washington Nationals, they, they showed they will spend. Like, they tried. I think they offered Juan Soto a $300 million bag, so you know, let's get Strasburg on, on track. Let's get some money, get some young guys, make some free agent moves last year and start the next step because this
0: this team's not good. Worst thing to happen here is that Bell and Cruz have down years and you don't get to cash in because that's the biggest win. Uh, I hate rooting for the front office and, the, and that side. I like you rooting for wins, but uh, clearly that you're going up against good time to rebuild if you're not a contender at all because there's some teams in this division.
2: The, the other good thing they have going is the two main pieces they got in the, the Scherzer-Turner trade are going to like play all year. Keybert and yeah. Josiah Gray, they're going to play. You're going to get to see them. They're supposed to and be really good.
3: you flip Lester, I believe, for Lane Thomas, who came over and did really well. And
2: he's only 26
3: years old. He only has two years of service time, so this guy's going to be in your organization. Or James, a very attractive mm.
1: Mm. I saw Lane Thomas bad lead off. No, you didn't. I swear in my life. You liar. Trade piece
0: if he goes off. Okay. You froze for a second, and then we, got the, we got the rest of your sentence all in one quick, in tidy one package. Hit. And that's that the was, Nat
1: season. That's the Nat season. That's
0: it. Yeah. Let's move on before it freezes again. Over-under is?
1: 42.
0: 71 and a half. Ooh, I'm going to take the under. They went 64. Five Last year And the division got better And they got
1: worse That's an odd one to me I think they kinda There's an argument They got Better For th- two months They didn't three lose months. anything Yeah And they, they lost brought Trey in Turner. guys
2: Trying to make
0: They had Turner and Schwarber For three months last year They're like better yeah. than the
2: team They finished with But Yeah, yeah. But, it, but that's but but yeah. that's not how
0: you can judge that Exactly they had Trey Turner and Schwarber For
2: half the year
1: Yeah
0: now they're gonna have Cruz and Bell for half. Like, yeah, uh, under.
1: It's. A, I mean, the answer's under either way. But yeah. yeah. Trev, hit that over, dude. I can't hammer that over. I dog. can't. I can't hammer the over because
3: over they it. may have stayed the same or gotten a little bit better, but the division got like a lot better. So I'm taking the under. Sorry, guys. I'm a little shocked that that's their real number.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's like a run-to-the-phone number, actually. uh, Pick up the uh... DraftKings and place the bet number. All right, DraftKings. Next up. We have the Miami Marlins. Last year's finish, they won 67 games after being the bottom feeders, the fish with arms, and making the playoffs in 2020, doing the damn thing, winning a series, smoking cigars. Everyone was like, hey, maybe they can do it. And they kind of didn't. 67 and 95 missed the playoffs. I know about the Marlins. I know more about the Marlins than I have in the last three years. Since the Yelly, Stanton uh situation because they have a lot of fun guys Mm. got a markable team that loses too many games jake can you tell me some new faces and old
1: yeah pay attention i will they lost the catcher jorge alfaro yeah fine uh joe panic don't panic he's gone lewis brinson outfielder he gone zach thompson Threw the pill for them a little bit last year. He's a pie rat now. <laughs> Tough for Zach Thompson. Anyways, who they added? How about two outfielders? Jorge Soler and Avasale Garcia. Boogity, boogity, boogie. Miami, South Beach. That's what I'm talking about. Joey Wendell. Oh, Joey Wendell. He'll be playing some utility. Jacob Stallings. Jim, I mentioned there's a catcher out. There's a catcher in. Gold Glove Stone. Show him. Look Show at that him. flick of that wrist. Uh... And Lewis Head uh, might throw some innings this year. But they addressed some of their offensive needs. A couple outfielders, Jilly Wendell, and a catcher. So they made their plan of attack. It just wasn't enough for Jeets to stay around because Jeets probably want a little more to support this young stud. I mean, this is a Trevor Ploof pitching staff right here. I'm
3: looking at it and I'm wondering what the hell were they thinking during the off season? You got these arms mm. and these aren't really household issues. names, but I think after this year, they might be household names. Mm. Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Trevor Rogers. Go look at the stats from last year and tell me your team wouldn't want these guys heading your rotation. Okay. Behind him, Elisa Hernandez. Jesus Lazardo, he was the crown jewel of the A's for a long time. He's got electric stuff. Sixto Sanchez behind him. This is depth. This is quality. And we knew these fish could pitch, but when you really start to look at it, my goodness. Move into the bullpen. We got Dylan Floro, Anthony Bender, Anthony Bass. Who else do we got? My page just froze. <laughs> Doesn't matter. The way you hit
0: Bass. And Richard Blyer. Awesome. Hey, Zach- Anthony Bass again. Zach Pop. Zachy Pop, Anthony Bass. Mm. They got Zachy Pop,
1: Richard Blyer, Dick Blyer, BBd's guy. Look, they can
0: pitch, dude.
1: Yeah,
3: Zachy, Jimmy. Pitch. Yeah, can they hit though?
0: You know what? I mean they they got some guys in the lineup. Last year, the the Marlins were so good at being just below average. Mm. Like if you look at their final stats, all their offensive players, it was like. You can have three of those on your team if they're if they're great with the glove, but they kind of have like a lot of those guys. Anyway, they got the young stud Jazz Chisholm Jr. They brought in Jorge Soler, three year deal. Garrett Coop a
1: loop. Yeah. How about him?
0: He's there. I mean, his numbers, numbers were good last year. Did he get hurt and play few less games or something? Yeah, he got hurt yeah. uh, halfway through the year, but his numbers were good when he was there. He's a gap-to-gap guy. Abisail Garcia, they picked him up as a free agent. Jesus Sanchez, uh, Jesus Aguilar, Brian Anderson, Jacob Stallings. Jake told you about that. And then our friend of the program, Miggy Rowe. Also Joey Wendell, who right now is listed on the bench, but I think he's going to get a lot of run. I don't think he's going to be a, like he's going to be a an everyday guy, just roaming. So they have him on the bench right now. Uh, Trev, what you said about this team, this Marlins team, and you said they have that pitching. Why didn't they go have an offseason? They did, but they're a little bit like the Rangers. They're like, hey, the Mets. And the Phillies and the Braves are going banana, bananas right now. We got these guys locked up. Lizardo, they got him through 2026. Trevor Rogers through 2026. Um, some of the other pitchers, I think the same thing. Alcantara they locked signed him up. him up through 2026. So it's more like the Rangers story where they're like, we got a window. It's not closing. We're trying to open it, but they're waiting. out Because the guys they did sign, Garcia, he's locked up for four years. Solaire, three-year deal, right? Mickey Rose got two left. So I don't, I don't think the urgency is crazy high, and I think it's actually smart. I think it's smart that they're like, if we're going to get a guy that we like, let's get him for a couple years because this first one might be tough, but we can keep adding and adding and adding as we go. I mean, you could say that,
3: James, but where are these teams going? I mean, maybe the Phillies window is here and
0: gone. I mean, Look at the know. Nats, Trev. They won the mm-hmm. World Series. The Nats, they signed their guys. They, they signed Patrick Corbin. They went out and got guys. They had, they had Trey Turner and Scherzer, and where's their window? They won the World Series. Done. I mean, the Phillies, the Braves, the, the Mets, they could win the their The Braves
3: World... have everyone locked up, too. I know. And I know. the Mets have everyone locked but up, But the too. guys I named
0: could have been locked up. I'm just saying windows close immediately sometimes. So, you know, I don't know,
3: man. I just, I just think the the waiting around to make moves isn't always the best thing to do because there are some really good organizations that are in their division that are gonna keep going. It's Uncle Stevie's gonna continue to spend money. Okay? They might not draft and develop, so he's gonna be there. The Braves are an excellently run organization to have those guys locked up for the foreseeable future. Sure, like maybe, fine. Wait this offseason. If this happens again next offseason, I'm gonna be pissed.
0: Yeah, I'm not necessarily applauding it. I'm just trying to figure out what 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 they might be doing. And if they signed Garcia and Soler to one year deals, I would be the opposite of applauding it. I'd
1: be like, this is dumb. But I like that they kind of locked them up and said, Let's let's build a team here. There's a two-year plan, and I think there's a five-year plan, and or four-year plan. I think that's kind of what you're alluding to. I think they want to find out now. Like, we got to find out who these guys are. Alcantara, Alcantara. I know we always, I heard Miggy Rowe say it differently on the Chris Rose rotation today that's throwing me off. They just speed it up so fast that yeah. I, I can't, like, actually figure out. His, I watched a video
0: of him saying his own name, like, 20 times in a row. I think it's Alc- Alcantara,
1: but it sounds like Alcantara to us. I mean, and he's, he actually has an option for 2027, and they're, they're going to be paying him real money there, or is he gone? Like, honestly, the Marlins right now are a victim of their division, man. And, you know, uh, we do some East Coast bias stuff here. If the Marlins and Orioles swap spots, like, the Marlins would be slated for last place in the AL East. And it's tough because they are going up against some cash cows. Like, you're right, like, Uncle Stevie, where do they end up landing? Um, you know, they seem to have a budget and they want to be New York, New York. Uh, Jimmy is right with the windows. Like stuff does happen fast. Like you could easily be looking at a Phillies or Mets team in a year or two that it's like, holy smokes, what happened? Uh, we could also be looking at them contending or being really good teams. Cause they do have money that the Marlins just don't have to operate. Like if, you know, the Marlins payroll estimated payroll for this year is 84 million, which, Hey, again, good for the Marlins. Like compared to the guardians and a couple of these other teams, good for you. Like you're trying to put a product on the field. I appreciate that. I have it as 112. Um, I'm on fan graphs. I I don't know. It says estimated 2022 payroll, 84 for this year. Um, luxury
0: tax payroll, 112
1: estimated luxury tax. That's, uh, yeah, that's in there too. Um, so, either way, like, if you could if you could get this team, you know, two arms in the bullpen that were paid six mil a year, if you could get this team one more impact bat, how many times did I yell about Castellanos? Like, one more impact bat in the middle of this lineup, and, and they just don't, and they're going up against these teams. Like, we're going to talk about the Phillies in a little bit. My goodness. Like, they're... Ch- they're taking a chance on a Jorge Soler. Jorge Soler was so bad with the Kansas City Royals. He was solid with the Braves, and then he had the postseason of a lifetime. So, like, what Jorge Soler are you getting? You know? Are, are you getting the guy that can hit you 45 ding-dongs in a season? Are you getting the guy that could end up on slump watch this year? Who just got excited saying that. Wow. Slump watch. But those are the chances that the Marlins have to take. And, uh, like, let's be honest. If the Marlins click this year... Could they catch one of those teams if something goes south? Yeah, it's baseball, but they're not jumping all three of them. They just can't. They can't even jump two of them. So it's it's a brutal spot. Brutal spot. I just, you need an impact bat. I'm looking through
3: the free agents that are going to be available next year. There's no one that really fits for them. They're not going to go sign a Xander Bogarts. They're not going to do that. A lot of the other guys that are free agents that you would, would like there, they're kind of old. They're older. Nothing, not they don't fit what they need necessarily. So I think the for them it could be a trade. Like they have depth, pitching depth, and guess what? Every single team in the big leagues wants pitchers. So maybe that's the move that they make. I like this team, but yeah, I mean, going from I think Nationals it's a fun watch. This, what a big jump! And then I think when we see maybe the other rosters, specifically the Braves. Um, and the Mets and the Phillies. I think we're going to see a little bit of a jump, uh, but definitely like a fun watch. And there is, there's some magic, Jake, and you're, mm. and you're saying there is a world where these guys can shake things up and be competing for a wild card spot.
1: We didn't even talk about six though, or did we, he got mentioned. He did. He's, Shoulder, I think they're waiting a month or something like that to see what he's got going on. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, I mean, if he comes back, and, right. and and the window thing, and
0: Jimmy Yacobonis. Hey. Oh. Jimmy
1: Yacobonis. I've got a question. Yeah, we're we're almost at the time, Did this so- team finish second? No. In the AL
0: Central? Oh.
3: Yeah, they have a chance. Yeah. Be, uh,
1: I like them... They yeah. Have, yeah. They have
3: the second best pitching in the division.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's where, you know, I, I think in a couple of years, we're going to be talking about two more teams in baseball and some realignment. Uh, unfortunately, if you just add the AL East, <laughs> the Marlins still get screwed a little bit, but this is a good ball team. They're in the wrong division. Would you guys rather have this pitching staff for the Yankees pitching staff? Cole's like, a good headliner. When you include, are you doing just starting pitching or bullpen too? Because I, this bullpen doesn't have. A I was lot talking.
3: Of... I was talking starting pitching, but I mean, I guess we could do both. I mean, Cole. Yeah, Cole's. Cole's the. Cole's the difference factor here. Yeah. yeah. But I. I don't know if I don't know who I choose. Like that's a legitimate question from me.
0: Um. There's just so much deeper. I think. I, I still don't know if they're all certainties.
1: Right, if if I had one more year of Sandy Alcantara being... I think, he's, I think he's established himself enough. I think so, but I just don't know, like, where's the him and Cole gap? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Garrett Cole, you kind of lock in. He's going to be, like, a top-five side young guy. I don't know if Alcantara has a step back, or does he take a step up? If he takes a step up, I think there's an easy argument for the fish. Like my guy trevor rogers another jakey stumbled into pig shit last year he was awesome um yeah it's a it's a pretty tough call
0: trev but there's some guys on the yankees like tyone and monty who i feel pretty comfortable in what we're gonna get from them and there's something about comfort over like these guys have a much better high end like i'm not doubting that at all but because yeah. Cole and comfort if Cole wasn't there yes absolutely it's almost like Cole and, and, and Comfort versus three better. Cole's really good. He's top five pitcher. So
3: yeah. Sandy, if you go by ERA, he's a three four nine. Cole's a three two guy. So that's a sizable gap right there. That's a that's a difference right there. And then one twenty one ERA plus for Sandy and one twenty nine ERA plus for Cole. And those are like they don't seem like massive jumps, but that's the difference between a really good pitcher
0: and an elite pitcher. Top top thirty and top five.
1: Trevor Rogers last year, 25 Nasty. starts, a two six four ERA. What? Yeah, Pablo Lopez uh, had a good year as well. I, I, I'm going to answer my own question.
3: I take the, I take the Marlins staff. I, the yeah, I mean, there.
0: if I'm not a Yankees fan, I think I'm going to say that, but I, like, have ties to my guys. Yeah. It's tough. I think it's a
1: fun conversation, yeah. Trev. It. Yeah. Really yeah. good stuff, dude.
0: Over-under? Over-under is 76 and a half. Ah,
1: that's a great line.
0: The the question here is, do you think one of the Phillies, Mets, or Braves will fall apart? Which sometimes we've been banking on that, but usually it was with the Nats in there, and the Nats fell apart hard. I don't know, and we'll get to them in the next three episodes, next three conversations. I don't know if I have the Phillies or Mets or Braves falling apart this year. Out of all the last three years, I kind of think all of them might be really good, which means that I got to take the under-under one.
3: It's a great line. I'm taking the over. I'm rooting for a guy, Miguel Rojas. Always rooting um, for Mickey Rowe. I li- I'm like. i just saying, I like the pitching staff. I think it's going to keep them in games. And maybe they'll just hit enough. It's going to be a lot of close games. So,
0: Who does the NL East play this year? Do they play the AL Central? I think so.
3: Yes. No. Mm. NL Central plays the AL East. We know
0: that. You're telling me they got matter. Dodgers, Giants? Right, obviously, they have Dodgers, Giants. It's the National League, Jimmy, you bozo. Mm-hmm.
3: I am taking the over still, no matter who they play. Okay. Jake?
1: Under. Mm. I don't. Over. 77 yeah. wins. Mm. 77 wins. Come on, Miami. They play the AL West. So, Astros. Come on.
0: It means we get uh, Marlins-Seattle, Mariners-Marlins series. That always piques my interest. A little bit. Yeah. Two different sides of the ocean. I'll bet you did a little bit. You know, cold fishermen versus one- hot fishermen.
3: I got one.
1: Mariners catch Marlins. Game
3: over or under 500 for the team.
1: So, either way, we're over. Oh, so you're going five? I have them at 76 or 77 wins. I think Vegas... If I could bet 80 80 wins, if I could bet both like that window, I absolutely would. And not even like Jakey jokes like throw it on green. Like they've pegged this. Vegas knows what they're doing in all aspects. Who'd you vote for? I
0: loved when we ended shows like that. That's the end of this one. We're going to go on to the next one. And uh, the next team. Oh. The Philadelphia Phillies last year, they finished above 500, but did not make the playoffs. 82 wins, 80 losses.
1: Jake? Yes.
0: This team lost a lot of guys, added a lot of guys. And I'm excited to find out how you guys feel about them. And
1: also excited to find out how I feel about them and the way. I just retweeted a picture of us at the Phillies game when we did the scrotum poll. I liked that. Yeah, um, it was good. God, what a, what a, the times we had. They lost guys, yeah. uh, which I guess I didn't fully appreciate. Andrew McCutcheon, your boy, Trev. He's now a Milwaukee Brewer. Hector Neris, a lot of talent. He's in Houston. Will they tap into that? Ian Kennedy, Jim's guy. Backyard Brad, Trev's guy. Freddie Galvis, BBD's guy. Archie Bradley, formerly Chris Rose's guy. Hastley, Quinn, and Williams in the outfield. There's bodies there. They lost some bodies. What did they add? Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber. One of your best righty-lefty combo Hitters in the league. They'll be patrolling some outfield and DH. How about that bullpen that's needed to be addressed? Corey Evil Kniebel. Eurus Familia slinging it. Jimmy's Brad Hand. Otabel Herrera resigned. Okay, cool, dude. Johan Camargo brings his sexiness over to Philadelphia. Is that important? Make it matter. Catcher Garrett Stubbs. You might see him around in Philly this year. Uh, bullpen guys and the lefty righty duo. Some of the bigger ads this offseason. And I don't know how we got here, but the Philadelphia Phillies in that rotation, mm-hmm, that dress.
3: What did you just say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We love the rotation. Top end of the rotation can match up with anybody in baseball, maybe not the Mets, who we're going to talk about soon. But we got Aaron Nola. We got our guy Zach Wheeler, our guy Gibby, Led Zefflin, Zach Eflin. Oh, yeah, Ranger Suarez turned into one of the better pitchers in baseball last year. So they have some depth there. They have some guys that have been there, done that, and Ranger, who lit the world on fire, the bullpen. They addressed it. Brad and Corey Kniebel, Jose Alvarado, uh, Familias there, Brad Hand, Connor Brogdon, Sir Anthony Dominguez. (laughs) At one point when I was in the Phillies organization, they were saying this guy is the heir apparent. So if he can get it going again, let's see. James Norwood, Bailey Falter, Nick Nelson, Christopher Sanchez. Don't know these guys. That doesn't mean anything. (coughs) Phillies fans, are they good? Let us know in the comments section. So we know about the pitching. Jake, not you, Jimmy. Yeah. What Mm. we're so stoked about on this team is this lineup, specifically the top five or six guys.
0: You got Kyle Schwarber. Hmm. DH, maybe outfield. JT Rilmudo, the uh, most athletic catcher in baseball.
1: What? I like these guys.
0: Bryce Harper. Oh. Uh. Nick Castellanos. Oh. Uh. Reese Hoskins. Yep. Girardi's favorite, Gene Segura. At shortstop, DD Gregorius in center field, Matt Verling. Mm. And at third base. This says non-roster invitee, Bryson Scott. Yes. Stott. Stott. That's tough. Stott. That should be Scott. Mm. That's like a birth certificate malfunction, I think.
1: Mm.
0: Just think of Mel Scott. Doctors change so many names. (laughs) Oh, Mickey Moniocs there. Wow. Angry. Um, They have some
3: decisions to be made here in spring training, James.
0: Like who's going to catch balls?
3: Like, who's going to play third base? Alec Baum yeah. came up and everyone, you know, anointed him the next third baseman of the future for the Phillies. And the guy's got a ton of talent. Hasn't translated necessarily into wow. results on the field. Struggled a little bit. And you know how I say there's never really a spring training, you know, a uh, challenge or a fight for a job. Like, the front office knows who they want to play. Maybe I'm wrong on this one, because from all accounts, Bryson Stott, who was their top pick in 19, is on fire pushing for the job. And they know in this division, this is where it gets interesting, I think, for them. They know in this division, they can't give away games, Like they can't wait to see if someone's going to do something. They need to get out to a hot start and stay hot the entire season. So... Bryson Stott enters the chat. He's hot. He's got a pedigree, just like Baum does. Are they, If they send Alec Baum to the minor leagues and have Bryson Stott start at third base for them, that's sending a message. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, Mickey Moniak now is probably going to be in the center field discussion. I think Herrera got hurt with an oblique just recently. Uh, Haseley just got traded. I don't think Verling's going to you know, be the guy there. So that's kind of where they have to figure something out. but. With that being said, the rest of that lineup, like the, the top five guys there, that's toe-to-toe with any team in the big leagues.
1: For real. Yeah. Uh Ooh, Trev, Johan Camargo. Hot. Trev, what well, you're saying there, it's those two spots for the Phillies. Uh, Didi, you know what? Like, we'll see. Whatever they get out of Didi at this point, I think is bonus points for them. I think he can have a solid season in his shortstop. He just made a crazy play at spring training today. Um, center field and third base. Do those become fun things for the Phillies or problem? Like are bomb and stop pushing each other a little lefty, righty platoon, a couple young studs trying to make it in the show, or is it kind of, we're panicking over there and neither of them are doing it. And what's the solution? Uh, center field. I think Oda when he comes back, uh, he's got a strained oblique Trev. You've told the people about that. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll see if Veerling or Moniac or anyone else steps up. The lineup is, it's a really weird thing. The lineup is pretty stacked. The starting rotation is pretty stacked. And it's how much can a bullpen and defense help you? At least they address the bullpen. <laughs> defense, they kind of let it ride, baby.
0: Yeah, I'm interested oh, to see man. how Girardi <laughs> handles the defense on this team. I mean, Girardi was mad at Segura last year. I and mean, it kind of became public or whatever. I mean, you got a bunch of bats. Got a bunch of bats. Hopefully they you get got some strikeout bats. pitching and some, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is a
1: video game team.
0: Yeah,
3: and, and Vierling kind of fits that mold as well. I kind of went back and did a little deep dive on him. The guy can rake. Came up last year and did really well. I don't think he's a defensive whiz out there. So if you're adding <laughs> like another bat first type of center fielder, they kind of just like. Come on, oh, Phillies. Adding to the problem, Mickey Moniak is another guy who kind of hits. I don't know about his defense. You know, I I don't have the info on that.
2: I know Bryson Stott's supposed to be like shortstop of the future, so I'm I'm assuming his defense will be plus at third. That's an assumption. I don't know that.
1: (laughs) So he's a shortstop playing third base.
3: When Gibby's on the mound, you guys better field the ground balls. Okay, that's
0: all I'm saying. I think I think I agree with that. What's going on yeah, with that's Nola? Be the problem. How much is how much I mean Wheeler was awesome last year. Fangress half is like down at the five for some reason. It's kind of weird to me. Um, you got Gibby, you got Nola, Ranger Suarez. I'm interested to track him. I mean, you got Gibby, you got Wheeler, Ranger Suarez Try to track him. Nola can be a difference maker, had a good start to the season. His secondary pitches just did him dirty last year. I think he ended up really scrapping the changeup because he was just getting rocked on it. Uh But I like Nola when he's on. He's one of my favorite pitchers to watch. Yeah. But. I'll get into some of the
1: numbies. Gotta strike some guys out. Because he's, his his baseball reference, what that's telling me right now, you guys have heard me saying this, and now that I'm on his baseball savant, like, it just didn't happen. Like, I think last year for Aaron Nola is going to be the outlier. Like, that guy is really good. I I think you
3: read this. Did you read the stats on him? The max provided 5 3 1 ERA, but a 3 1 5 FIP in his last 10 starts.
1: Maybe he just needs a little defense, huh? He needs a little defense. We need to step it up. Come on, that's tough. Get a defensive center fielder, Phillies.
3: How'd the Red Sox get Jackie Bradley Jr. back so easily? Why did they (laughs) do that
0: for free?
1: Basically, that was no Renfro. Yeah, anyone. Well, JBJ, the Beat free. the guy. Beat the guy. Well,
0: it was a what? It was Renfro. JBJ a,
1: was a salary dump.
0: What well, didn't didn't Boston get someone else as well?
2: They got like two prospects for take for taking JBJ's contract. Yeah.
0: course said, "Get me my center fielder back. It's important."
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: They did. They went and got him. Phillies could have used that. I'm playing my second base and center. I'd like I like JBJ back. All right, anyway, this is the Phillies thing. Yeah. Um, Phillies. Bryson Scott is not the next Scott Kingery. That's a headline I just read. Trav, yeah, your thoughts? Stop.
3: I don't know Bryson Scott. I do know Scott Kingery. I like Scott Kingery a lot, so I will not sit here and, and Kingery, <laughs> King. Scott Kingery. Actually, talk about him.
1: Short King. Scott Kingery. Hey,
3: Scott Kingery is doing all right. I think he's probably making like six or
1: seven million this year. So he was at the Three Eleven Driving Concert I went to with Cole Tucker. Um, hey, where are we at with the Phillies? <laughs> Braves <laughs> are a wagon. Mets are scary as shit. I think I'm drinking a little bit of Phillies Kool-Aid. That rotation oh, I'm, I'm is it, nasty. The lineup is nasty. God, they're gonna be there's gonna be some scary games between Bullpen and defense.
3: So I believe, oh, I believe that's sad. they are over the tax threshold, but it's their first year. So the penalty, the penalties aren't super severe. What does that mean for them adding somebody like at the deadline? I don't know, man. How bad is the defense? Like,
1: like really, really, really bad. BBD wasn't, I, I know we talked about a lot, but the infield defense was historically bad last year, right?
2: um it wouldn't pass very many eye tests even dd it was like his worst year on that side of the ball it was his worst year on both sides of the ball i'm not sure if uh i haven't watched enough of Schwerber and castellanos's outfield play do they make the the routine plays at least probably they're vets but so i'm curious what the eye test will be with the outfield and i kind of know what it is in the infield and it's not
1: great
2: segura is okay generally
1: Yeah, some of Segura's numbers were all right. Didi's were horrible last year. Jeez. Yeah, it was
2: really bad. Phillies fans do not like Didi. (laughs) And Gene Segura had a few standout, like just what are you doing plays. But overall, he is a good defender at second. And Reese is Reese. I like Gene.
3: JT Riamuto, there's going to be people making errors. You're just going to have to throw them out at second base.
0: That's the plan.
3: A lot of good timed pitch outs for JT. I
0: hope they mash. When we went to the Phillies game. Weren't they down by like seven, and then they came back to win it, something like that.
1: This team like needs a defensive formation,
0: like a winning, a vi- like winning need formation.
1: Two guys on their bench, like maybe Adania, they, maybe we just, don't, maybe we just
0: don't know those guys. Like maybe, maybe there's some names down there that Phillies, Phillies fans, let us know because yeah. Yankees did that because they're bad at defense where they were like, all right, we have a four-run lead. So from the seventh inning on, you guys are now out. Defense, you're here's in. A,
3: <laughs> here's a stat for you. Okay. Oh my God. Since 2013, when the most recent version of defensive run saves was developed, hmm. only three of the 15 teams with the lowest run save totals made the playoffs. The 2013 and 2014 Detroit Tigers and the 2013 Oakland A's. Who was the GM of those Tigers?
0: Dave Dombrowski. So he don't like Dave, defense. Dave don't care about defense. Wow, I like that. That's a, wants a good you tip to bang it. it. Hit and walk. Mm. They're going to get on base, it's, right? We got a lot of good OBP here. You know what's here? funny
3: is this team mirrors like one of those Tiger teams where you have good starting pitching or great great starting pitching. You can mash. And the bullpen is kind of, uh, we'll see, like it's been a weakness and also the defense. That was That's exactly what the Tigers were. They had all-time pitching there and all-time offense, but the bullpen couldn't get it done and the defense was bad.
0: You, you also have on this team um, good balance, right? Especially if they can slide DD up a little bit. I think you can go righty-lefty, righty-lefty, like pretty deep into it.
1: Oh, you love that. I do like that. No, Especially it- with the three uh, – battle rule. No, it'd be the Dombrowski nuke, and again, this information could be bad in a couple hours. Like, sign Conforto. Throw him in center. Like, let's just go scorched earth. Like, screw defense. (laughs) Catch some fly balls. Let's mash. Let's go mash potatoes.
0: The Mets gonna have good defense now? Weren't they the bad defensive team two years ago in the East?
1: I think they've improved it. I don't think they're gonna be a good defensive team. I think Lindor really helped them, because he's like a All-world defensive shortstop.
0: Well, they're not the worst defense out of the contending teams in the East now. That's good. That's huge. You don't got to get better. Just let other people get worse. Say a Jadakiss line. (laughs) (laughs) Just
3: just bang.
1: Just bang. We'll make a Philly shirt. I ain't mad. I don't want to sound mad. I feel marvelous.
0: (laughs) Uh, The over-under is 85.5 wins. Hmm.
3: Yikes.
1: I'm drinking the wow. cool. They won. They won it. They won 82. They won 82 last year. I'm drinking the cool. I mean, they won 82 last year. To to be somewhat fair to McCutcheon, like McCutcheon had a solid year. I mean, I do think whether it's Cassianos or Shorebo, they are an upgrade. Um. I mean, I'm. I just really believe in their starting pitching. Like, if Gibby's your four, Suarez is your four, um. The division's obviously scary. We talked about it with the Fish and Los Nats. Um, that much talent. Trev, didn't you say something the other day? Not that this really matters, but something about Castellanos being fiery with Harper and, like, what that just does day in, day out. I dream that. Castellanos is a mixture of Harper and
0: Rendon. He's half monk, <laughs> yeah. half
1: fiery. Yeah. Half I no
0: swag, half so yeah. much swag. Dude, he used to have the least
3: swag ever when he played for Detroit. The worst cleats. They were he'd always wear like he uses a flip like all black cleats. They were so bad. Yeah. But what I said, Jake, was this guy is more confident than anyone in the big leagues, than Harper. And it's real confidence. This isn't fake bullshit. Like This guy really is confident in what he does. He says, I provide for my family by hitting baseballs. And I love that. That's what he does. He rakes. Where are you guys going?
0: I'm going to take the over. Okay.
1: Trev.
3: I really want to look at the Mets roster deep dive before I make this. (laughs) I,
0: I think you can bash your way to wins in the regular season.
3: It's close. This is a good line too. Um, does this does eighty seven wins make the playoffs?
0: But, but but my thing is, I think that like I'd put them in contention for having like the longest win streak because I think you can just mash teams. You get to a team Pitching early. Up and match. You get to a team early and then you kill their bullpen. Like that's what the Phillies need to do. First games of series, their mindset needs to be: let's kill this bullpen now, so we can feast on the shit. Games two and three.
3: It works the in the regular season. Is they got to face good started pitching in this division. So, yeah, yeah but, but they got the Marlins. They got the Mets. They got the, the Braves. I mean, they are.
1: Division's a bloodbath. And the, the other thing going against the Phillies, uh, they have the longest NL playoff drought. Uh, some, some organizational stuff there. They are, I will say, at DraftKings, a better odds to make the playoffs, minus 120 than to not, plus 100. So it's tight. But Vegas does think they're going to sneak in this year. I'm going to take
3: the over and I'm going to put their win total at like 87 to 88 games. They're barely going to get over. I think they're going to sneak into the playoffs and then look out. And then look out.
0: Okay. That's where I'm at. We've done it. Good job, everybody. Moving on to the next team mm. in the East. Mm. It uh, Bike noise sound. Come on. Love it. We have the Mets. Yeah. Time to talk about the New York Mets. Our audience ranked them the ninth best team in baseball this year. They won 77 games. They were that bad last year?
1: They really faded at the end, if you remember. I really guess I really forgot. Straight nose. I remember they were lead in the East for a while, we, and it yeah, was like tick, 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 tick. Yeah, tick, tick, tick.
0: I just didn't know the final number ended at 77. I would have guessed it was like the Phillies, like 82 or 80. When it fell, it fell. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't, I guess maybe I did, but I forgot. 77 and 85. They missed the playoffs. Holy smoke mo Smoke bo They were uh,
1: booing their own fans and stuff like that. Now I remember. Jake, you're up. Talk about. We got names out, names in, fellas. Uh Javi Bias, trade deadline. He gone. Tigers. How's a buck 40 mil? Let's get dinner. Marcus Stroman, his time as a met. Is over, he's in Wrigley now Noah Syndergaard on my halos Won't regret that at all Conforto remains unsigned Aaron Loop, how good was he last year? Familia, Brad Hand, Rich Hill Kevin Pilar, Albert Almora, Jose Peraza That's a lot of dudes They brought in the dude Max Scherzer We'll pair up in the rotation with DeGrom. Boogity, boogity. Starling, Marte, Chris Bassett, Mark Canna. How's your Oakland A's? Eduardo Escobar, Five Tool Light, and Adam Adevino. wee, we, wee, we, wee, we, wee, we, wee, 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 like a cop car. Trev, they added and they lost that rotation. Some are saying it could be the best in all the land. James.
3: Jacob, BBD. This could be one of the best rotations in the leagues. I think it might be, especially when you're talking about the top three guys. Jacob DeGrom, do you guys remember the start of the year he had? We were talking all-time seasons. Not just a great season. An all-time season. Got cut short. uh, Missed uh, all of the second half, but he's back feeling good. Looks lights out in spring training. Behind him, oh, yeah, they brought in Max Scherzer, who was lights out last year for the Nationals and the Dodgers. They just traded for Chris Bassett, who was also incredible for the A's. So those top three guys right there, that's competing against any team in the big leagues, bar none. And I think if you're really breaking it down, that's probably the best top three in the big leagues. Uh, behind them, Cookie Carrasco, Tyler McGill, Taiwan Walker. So we're talking depth two in the bullpen. I like the bullpen a lot. Edwin Diaz, Trevor May, Adam Ottavino, Seth Lugo, Miguel Castro. These are guys that can pitch in a lot of different situations and gets you outs. I like the pitching. I like the relievers. I like the starters. James, what about that lineup?
0: The lineup's got some new faces. They got some familiar ones as well. First rounder, Brandon Nimmo. Mm-hmm. Still Doing the thing. Starlin Marte comes over. Francisco Lindor. Pete Alonzo Cano. Back in the fold. Eddie Escobar, Jake's guy. Jeff McNeil. Mark Canna. Canna? Canna? Every time I say his name, I ask that question. Canna? I say Canna. He? Can he? Canna. James McCann. Canna McCann. Canna on baseball reference. Got it. That's the lineup. I mean, Dom Smith is still around. JD Davis is still around. My dude Luis Guillerme <laughs> is still around. Maybe mm. he's laughing.
2: Mark Canna's Twitter is at Out to Park Mark. Mm. Mm, nice.
0: Yeah, huge news is uh, Conforto not around. Did lead the team and hit by pitch last year with 12. Mm. Uh, Mets were third in the NL in team hit by pitches. Good news they bring in Mark Canna, the hit by pitch king. So, if Mets fans were worried, who's going to get all our hit-by-pitches? I mean, Mark Anna led all of baseball at 27 last year, so the Mets should be climbing up the NL rankings in total hit-by-pitches. Um, Jonathan, is really helping those Reds out, though. So, mm. that's my first take. That's good.
1: That's good. Um, I think we'll, I, I want to circle back on the pitching because, let, let's be honest, I mean, what do we say about DeGrom and Scherzer? Um uh, but they're incredible. Um, oh, my God. Marte, 13 hit-by-pitches last year. The Mets are going to Mets kill the yeah. hit-by-pitch game. Look for some fights. Yeah. Some fights at City this year. Oh, man. Um, Nimo probably underrated. Uh, like, projected for a three seventy nine on base this year. Dude just gets on base. Um, Starling Marte, if he can somehow replicate what he was doing last year, he was incredible. Lindor, remember, he kind of had a down year offensively. First year in the NL um, you know, the New York got some dead balls. We we heard about that. Um, I'd expect Frankie's offensive stats to jump up a little bit. Alonzo's kind of a lock to hit some homers and be a big, big daddy in the middle of the lineup. I want to see what happens. JD Davis, that dude can hit. I uh look at the baseball savant, look at some of the numbers, watch him play, that dude can hit. Dom Smith, I think that dude can hit. Neither of them currently have a position, especially if Cano's DHing. I'm fascinated to see how all of that sorts out. Um, and if there's a trade at some point this season, because I love their depth. I, I mean, if we did best benches in baseball currently, it might be the Mets, because those guys are uber-talented. If Dom Smith ends up playing every day, I think you're looking at like a 28-30 homer guy. Um Interested to see how the lineup sorts out and just how the product on the whole feels. I mean, Eddie Escobar's at third. Now Mark Canna in left Starling Marte in right field. Like there's a lot of new pieces here that, um, you know, we were talking a lot about the Phillies defense. How does the defense feel with this team and how does the lineup sort itself out? I'm not worried. I just don't know where it lands, but they got options. I'm curious what they do with Cano. The last
3: that's been reported on him is he's going to get a a start at first base to expand the versatility. So that's, that's interesting. I think that the DH spot is going to be a mixture of kind of rest days and who's hot. So you can put a JD Davis there. You can put a Dom Smith there. You can rest one of the outfielders. If Cano does start swinging, what do you do? I I don't see that happening. I got to be honest with you, but he is, he does have that sweet stroke. So maybe it does come back for him. Um, This team's a problem though. They're in a tough division, but they are um, fully equipped to handle it. And I think barring something completely Metsy, I guess we've coined that term. Barring something completely Metsy, this is a a playoff team. And then when you get into those series where you can, where you shorten your rotation down to three and maybe a four, if you need it, I don't think there's anyone better served for a, a playoff series than them.
0: No, they are built for the playoffs. They have a one, two, three that's fantastic, and they can hit. Uh, I will say uh, we have a podcast on the John Boy Media Network called Shea Station, and they are doing player profile and projections yeah. for every single Mets player. Jake and I do them for the Yankees on Talking Yanks, and they're doing them. So if you're a Mets fan tuning in or you are just want to find out how, more about these players and more deep dives, Mets talk, make sure you check them out. They've been doing a great job. On their predictions, I was listening to some reliever ones that I was interested with. Um, Cano and JD Davis is interesting. It feels like push is going to come at some point. Same with Dom Smith and and all that. They kind of just have a lot of a lot of guys, like you said, Jake. Not a bad thing, but and very,
1: injuries happen. Like yeah, you they're know, just
0: interested to see how it plays yeah, out. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, the bullpen. Uh, a lot of those guys got used last year. Trevor May, It felt like he was pitching every day. Um, Interested to see if there's there's any effects there, but you you do like the ba- the back end of the bullpen. I mean, Edwin, May, Otto, Lugo, Miguel Castro, th- those guys have all gotten high leverage outs. Um, we'll see how the back end of the bullpen develops. And then I, I think the other thing is Degrom, Scherzer, its health. If those guys are on the field, they're lights out. Um, you know, if if they get fifty starts from those that combination, Mets are going to win a lot of ball games. Uh, and Chris Bassett's really good. I guess Carrasco and Ty Walker. Uh, Ty Walker with one of the more bizarre seasons last year. All-star, uh, nasty, and then he faded hard down the stretch. What Ty Walker are we getting this year? Uh, friend of the pod, so he'll be great. And then Cookie Carrasco. I mean, <laughs> Fangraphs has him projected for a 4.06 ERA in, <laughs> in 26 starts. Carlos Carrasco last year had a 6.04 and 12. So, uh, some question marks at the back end. Um, Health in the back end is the question for the pitching.
0: Can I do uh, floor and ceiling with you guys? Yes. Yes. Uh, I think ceiling, we all believe, is win the division, go to the playoffs, and have the pitching, and they just win, right? Like, they have a pretty high ceiling? Yes.
1: Yes? Okay. Yes. Yes. They can win the division. I think the Braves, I still think the Braves are a power. Yeah, but I mean, you gave but the Cardinals the ceiling a- of the division. They absolutely the can. Absolutely absolutely. It's baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. What's their floor? Do you think they can finish third? Do you think the Phillies and the Braves can jump them,
1: Jake? I do. I, I do. I mean, there's, you know, this lineup, I think, sorts itself out. That doesn't necessarily mean it's like it, it can has to be a premier Lineup in baseball, I think, it, you know, their floor is a an okay, solid lineup, um, which, again, that's a pretty good floor. The it, It's health. It's health. And you can say that for any team in baseball. Like, let's be honest, especially, Trev, you said at these top two starters and Jim, like, if they were in a playoff, if there was no radio season and a playoff started today, like, we'd have action on the Mets, babe, because Scherzer Grom. Um that being said, they have so many assets and resources banking on those two guys. And you could say it about any team in baseball, really. If the Yankees lost Cole and Sevy for the year, if the Mets lost these guys, if, you know, Freed and Morton, like, you could go around any team, if they lose their top two starters for a long period of time, that's going to hurt. DeGrom had the weird... The weird thing last year where he just kind of evaporated the second half of the season and nobody really talked about it. And then Scherzer's just getting old. Father time's undefeated. Maybe not against Mad Max. He seems to beat everything he comes up against, whether it's baseball or uh, the owners. Like, Mad Max will be there. Um, There's just so much invested in those two that a chunk of time, one way, both ways that dictates their outlook more than any other team, I think.
3: I'm looking at the depth of their starting pitching, like, you know, in the minor leaguers to know on Fangrass. You got Tyler McGill, which we who already mentioned. David Peterson, a lefty, uh, is 26 years old. Jordan Yamamoto, we've heard of him. He came over from Miami uh, last year. Uh, Yenzi Diaz uh, came over from Toronto. It's like they're going to need one of those guys to come in and give them meaningful innings at some point. Like you're right. Like the top three, we're talking, these guys are great. Taiwan Walker, I think is a really solid number four. Yeah. Uh, and then that fifth spot, which you can say this about most teams, like it's going to be a carousel. You hope for stability there. Uh, if one of these guys can come provide the stability and then you can keep that bullpen clean, then we're talking, yes, they can be the top of this division. I think that's that's where I'm looking. The fourth and fifth days, if they can st- stabilize those, uh, we're going to get this team closer to their full potential.
0: If Max Scherzer, Jacob deGrom, and Bassett combine for uh, 90 starts, 85 to 90 starts, does this team automatically make the playoffs and finish top two? Because I think yes.
3: I think
1: so, yeah. Eighty starts, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean you you still yeah. have
3: to make up those endings for four and five, but I like I said Taiwan's a pretty solid number four option there um yeah, I think you're right james ninety eighty five to ninety starts one hundred percent this team's in the playoffs, and when you can do that and you can cut this rotation in half, yeah this this is when they really
2: get scary,
0: really scary, okay, I had another question, and um What's the Metsy storyline going to be? Ooh. Now, in a lot of ways, Cohen came, and he did change. They got Scherzer. They got Marte. They did a lot of good stuff. In other ways, they had a rat raccoon incident.
1: Yeah, They had (laughs) players fighting in the tunnel. Yeah,
0: They didn't land their number one prospect, and the owner got, like, sued for this tweet about it. They thumbs down their own fans. What's it going to be this year?
1: The most, this would be if we were actually sports radio, the most important change to the New York Mets... That's what I was leading to. ...was Buck Showalter. That's what I was getting at. The Buck stops here, man. Organizationally, we, you know, we've got some ties to the Yankees. We've heard everything about Buck. He's different. He's different. He's a culture changer. That's why he was brought into the Diamondback situation. Buck Showalter, and Orioles. He changes the environment, and the Mets needed that to get away from some of that stuff. I tr- If there was, if you gave me one guy, if I was the owner of the Mets, and I was like, "Hey, I want to make sure that we get away from some of our Metsy situations," Buck Showalter's the guy I would have brought in. I think he. He was the most important manager change this offseason. Uh, shout out Bo Mel. We'll see what happens with, with the Padres. Um, but, man, that everyone we've talked to, we got to enjoy him as a fan uh, of the Yes Network. He did some games and, uh, you know, talked between pre and post, and I, like... Attached to the screen when he talked. It was beautiful. We've talked to people behind the scenes that say it goes deeper than that. The dude operates differently. I think that's huge for the Mets. It literally changes the way I feel about the Mets season. Like, and and I know we we talk about managers on both okay. ends a lot. Doesn't matter, does it not? Buck changes how I feel about it. All right.
0: Odds of a team mutiny because they don't like Buck.
1: Impossible. Okay. Trevor, let's
3: let's keep going further on that point. You're right about Buck. You know, he is a guy that, you know, is respected in the game. I think he'll be able to handle that clubhouse. But let's focus on the clubhouse and the guys they brought in to stabilize the environment. Yeah. Max Scherzer, you think he takes these shit from anybody? Yeah. Do you think if he sees you fucking around, he's not going to come say something to you? Because he will. He wants to win. Okay, like this is the twilight of his career. Maybe not. Maybe he's going to kill me for saying that. But like, it's no nonsense from that guy. Okay, Chris Bassett, same way. Maybe not as intense, but he's going to come in there and like be a great clubhouse guy. And oh, yeah, you want that energy? Because you might have some of those guys keeping the rules. You know who keeps it loose and fun every freaking day, Jake? You know who it is. Eddie, baby. Oh, my gosh. A spark plug. A guy that is going to bring positive vibes and energy every single day because he doesn't know how to be the other way. Mm. So yeah, Buck's going to be there. Uh, the players also that they brought in are going to stabilize that environment. Adam Ottavino is going to be taking pictures of everyone. Everything. So you can't you can't like be messing around or you're going to get a picture of it. So the clubhouse, I, I don't think we see too many Metsy
1: things. How about that? Awesome. The other thing that I do think I like is of it. note, yeah. the Mets have three top 25 prospects. Mm. Alvarez, the catcher, Brett Beatty, Ronnie Mauricio, the shortstop. Um, who is trade capital? I mean, Alvarez seems like the guy to pass the torch, McCann, to him. Um, so I don't think he's on the table. He's a top five prospect. The other guys, if there's a move to be made, and Uncle Steve... You know, money shouldn't be the issue. Whether it's at the deadline or whatever it is, these guys should be locked and loaded. And when you put that all in the blender, when we talk about the depth uh, with some of the bench pieces and how this season sorts out for them, if there's an upgrade, if there's a, you know, we could package a... a, I I, I don't want to throw out names. If they could package one of their positions with a prospect to get a big upgrade at one of the positions, I think that would be a really really strong move for this Mets team because I think that's the one thing that had me on the edge a little bit um they've got they've got assets all around MLB ready prospects and cash money now Trev's got a question are we drinking Mets Kool-Aid? no I I just have to read
3: uh Fangraphs prospect like blurb about Francisco Alvarez are you ready for this ready yes so Built like an SEC fullback, the curvaceous Alvarez has explosive poolside power and a good shot to stay behind the plate, which gives him a cathedral ceiling. That's
0: the the best blurb I've ever read in my life. Yeah, well, baseball scout writers are just uh, erotic poets. Poets. Have you ever? Yeah. Curvaceous, (laughs) (laughs) cathedral-like
3: ceilings. Oh, my. (laughs) Baseball the, scouts are kind of creepy.
0: Baseball scouts are so creepy. Have you ever seen Rob Delaney's uh, video <laughs> where he reads a, a baseball scouting report? Oh, man. That's good, man. I'll play it for you just like a glimpse. If anyone's never heard this, let's play.
3: Uh, a few years ago in Co, and it's from 2004, I might run in here, but anyway. The following phrases were culled by Sam Frank from the scouting reports of the first 50 rounds of the 2004. Forger League Baseball First Year Player Draft. Warning, this is from me. Body maxed. Raw boned physique. Chiseled. Supple. Avid with weights. Weight room strong. Low body fat. Developed upper half tapers to a defined waist. Tapers to long strong legs. Muscular thighs. Long extremities. Uh, big forearms, <laughs> soft hands,
1: long. Baseball f- uh, game.
0: Uh, yes, baseball scouting reports are a little much. I was always a Just high say butt guy's guy. good. That's how they describe me? You're a high butt guy. You're not yeah. fast. High butt guys are yeah, supposed to be really I fast. I was. You were I fast. Was. That's one of yeah. Buck Showalter's things. He loves high yeah, butt a guys. High butt guy. Yeah. That's awesome. And hands like you
1: dream about. <laughs>
0: i You might have good hands. I was just laughing at the words. All right. Max's fun stat.
1: <laughs> among th- players with 30-plus homers in 2021, Pete Alonso had the highest percentage of home runs registered as no doubters. 25 out of 37. Congrats. <laughs> when Big Pete catches them, they go. Uh,
0: Beat Pete, home run derby. I'm excited for that. Over-under is 90.5. I'm going to take the over. I mean, I... I I I agree. I like it's a Buck effect, it's a Scherzer effect, and Trev with the uh, Escobar like the fun dancing effect. Like I didn't even think about that. So I like. I mean, on the on the field, I like all those moves as well, especially Scherzer and Bassett and Marte, and they got extra bats. So I'm gonna take the over here. I like it, Trev.
3: I'm taking the over as well. I think it's like a 94 win team. Jake's taking the under. He thinks
1: it's getting messy. I have two things. That's fine. I have three things. Max Scherzer with the Dodgers last year when he got traded. Just a reminder: eleven starts, seven and zero, a one nine eight ERA. Um, that's nuts. You have to believe in something. I believe in Scherzer and Degrom. I believe in Buck Showalter. I'm taking the Mets over in BBD. I have an update. I'm taking the Marlins under. Sorry, Fish. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry, wow. man. This division's fucked. Okay. Is
2: that allowed?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Seems Fine. illegal.
3: I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah my vote. Okay,
2: allowed. Uh, so yeah, Where have
3: I gone? BBD, can you can you tell me what we've gone? What's like the... how
2: long we've been recording? No, no. no. It's over-unders. Well, I... No, just this division. This division, they're ranked, they're ordered alphabetically. Marlins over, Phillies over, Mets over, (laughs) Nationals under. Okay.
1: That's
3: not bad. I got to go Braves under, I think. (laughs) All right, here (laughs) we go.
0: Next up. Let's talk about the Atlanta Braves. Last year they won the World Series, so who gives a shit about their regular season record? It was 88 and 73. All of their studs got hurt or suspended, not all of them, but the big main players. They traded for three outfielders at the deadline that weren't really having good seasons. And then yet somehow some way it all came together. And they ran the table and won the World Series. And the window stays open. And I believe it even opens a little more with some of the moves they made and returned from IL players they got. Jake, what happened this offseason?
1: From the windows to the walls, they lost Freddie Freeman, iconic Brave, all time Brave, Hall of Fame Brave, Jorge Soler, and Jock Peterson. Talk about playoff moments. Jorge Soler, that ball in Houston that's still going. Jack Peterson literally wore pearl necklaces while playing baseball, and so did everyone in the stands, and that was awesome. Christian Pache, he's gone. I think he was in a trade. Drew Smiley, Chris Martin, Stephen Vogt, Adrianza Camargo, your Util guys, Rich Rod and Jesse Chavez are gone. Those are some guys. Who came in also guys? Matt Olson, date my daughter. Big Mm. trade, big guy was with him. Kenley Jansen, speaking of big guys, holy crap, he's in Atlanta. Eddie Rosario, he re-signs another world playoff hero for the Braves. Colin Buzzy McHugh, he had an incredible year last year. And how about Kirby Yates trying to bounce back off her? After his injury, Manny P to back up catch. Alex Dickerson he might get some abs, and then a couple util. Phil Gosselin, Brock Holt on some ma- minor league deals. Um, But Matt Olson, Kenley, I, there's they brought dudes in after winning um, it all. Uh, Never mind Ronnie Trev. Tell me about the pitching dog.
3: Update: Brock Holt uh, got granted his release today, so he is not with them anymore. Bye Brock. But that is fine because we can go to this rotation, which is. You know, we keep saying this rotation's nasty. You can be up there with the best in baseball. Sneaky Braves rotation can be up there with the best in baseball. Starting out with Max Fried. Can you have a better season than Max Fried had last year? 304 with the career best 1.087 whip. Oh, yeah. He won his second gold glove and his first silver slugger and uh, the World Series. Talk about bringing home some hardware. Go, Max Fried. And, oh, yeah, you're fucking beautiful, too. Good for you. Right-handed pitcher Charlie Morton, who had like a 3-3 last year. Ion Anderson, who had a 3-5 last year. Huesker Yanoa. 4.0 ERA, almost in the threes. I really like that. Kyle Wright, Tucker Davidson also. And then the bullpen, they added Kenley. They got Will Smith. Colin McHugh, who loves, loves Jimmy, Tyler Matzik, AJ Minter. This, the pitching is stacked here. The pitching is stacked here. James, I also really, really love what they're doing with their lineup. Why don't you go ahead and talk to us?
0: They got Eddie Rosario, one of those moves from last year. Still around. Ozzy Albies. Wait, he's going to lead off? Well, that's what they say. Who knows? Probably in a, the playoffs. Probably Acuna when he comes back. Right now, they don't have him in here because he's still technically on the IL. Ozzie Albie's, Matt Olson, Young mm. Thick, Austin Riley, mm. Marcel Ozuna, Alex Dickerson, Adam Deval, Dansby Swanson, Travis Darno, and yeah, Acuna's uh, you know on his way. Send me on my way. What's the Soroka update?
1: I just looked that up a little bit, and I didn't get too far. I I think it's very touch-and-go. I mean, double Achilles back-to-back, so brutal. Um, I'll see if I can get a a better update, Um, but not looking good next summer. We also
3: have (laughs) Luke Jackson, uh, just a little bit of forearm tightness right now, so they don't have him listed with the relievers, but he's going to be there. Same thing with Kirby Yates. Oh, he had Tommy John last year.
0: Kirby I'm sure Yates.
3: I'm not sure where he's going to be, but Luke Jackson will be there at some point this year. Also
0: pretty damn good.
1: Really damn good. What's your favorite part about this team, Jake? My favorite part about this team. Um,
0: mine is that they lost Freddie and the lineup is still very impressive.
1: Yeah. It's probably it's the kind of crazy to do the high end talent. Um, I love Matt Olson. Ozzie is among second basemen. That's a guy that can win you a silver daisy in the right year. Um, Austin Riley's stats last year are through the roof. Like, if he repeats that, um, that's nuts. Marcelo Zuna was out last year. Ronald Acuna Jr. was out last year. This team won the World Series. Dansby, contract year or a year away? Um, I mean... This team is stacked. I I guess that's my favorite part about this team. This team is stacked. Mm. Everywhere. No, I have something to ask you, Jake. Trev's pointing at me. Okay. Trev?
3: Oh, I wanted to answer the question, too.
0: Answer. Mine is the way they develop pitchers.
3: Mm. Mm. Okay. If you go around and look at who they have, I mean Max Fried, yeah, he came over from the Padres, but they developed him. Charlie Morton, years ago, started with Atlanta. I don't know if I'm going to give them development. I don't know. I don't know enough about that situation. But Ion Anderson, Husker, you know, came over from Minnesota, apparently. They traded for him in in July 17, so they developed him. Kyle Wright, Tucker Davidson, all these guys drafted or developed, at least, by the Braves. I love that. That's how you get ahead.
0: Jake. Yeah. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. In 2020... Hmm. We sat down to do TPPs and talk about them, and the Nationals were brought up, and you repeatedly said the hardest thing to do in sports is to repeat, and you are are a believer in the World Series hangover. How does that affect your thoughts on this Braves team? Because, like we said, some of these guys that were doing the damn thing with them Weren't even part of the run. Exactly. They're a little fresh.
1: That's probably the part I love the most. I mean, dude, if I told you a team this offseason added Acuna, Ozuna, Kenley Jansen, Colin McHugh, you know, Matt Olson, I mean, at, we'll leave, even leave out Olson and Freddie because, end of the day, that is what it is. They got, they made big big improvements like, and these are guys that weren't a part of it. Like Ronald Acuna jr. is one of these guys that's in the conversations of best player in baseball. He just missed out on a world series run. Like you think that dude's not going to be coming in with vengeance. Um, I mean, Ozuna had no idea what was going on with his baseball career. Uh, He's back. Like that guy's going to be coming in with force. If Mike Soroka touches a mound and he looks like Mike Soroka, he was the one on this staff. He was ahead of Freed, and then Freed kind of jumped him uh, because he's been out. The bullpen is like six deep, seven deep, uh, guys that can pitch you an eighth inning. Um, I love this team. Um, I do think, like what you said, to do it over a year like that, that does wear on you, and this division is really tough. This team is good. They've made additions. Uh, I won't bet against the Braves to win the division. Yes.
3: It's like you went out drinking on Saturday night. We'll compare that to winning the World Series. An excellent Saturday night. Wake up Sunday morning. You're hungover. All you want to do is like get a breakfast burrito, sit on the couch, and watch football. But then two of your buddies, we'll call them Matt Olsen and Ronald Acuna Jr., they come over with a rack. And I say, hey, guess what? Football's starting. Here you go, boys, and toss you a beer. And you're back on the train before you know it. I don't think there's gonna be a World Series hangover. You can't be hungover if you keep drinking. These boys are gonna keep
0: (laughs) drinking this year. I really I love the bricks. Did you hear? Beautiful. I read an article, article, I forget where it was about and it might be hearsay, so maybe I don't even want to talk about it. That there was some resentment over the Braves players that Olsen signed a huge extension before even putting on the uniform and all the Braves are on shitty contracts and have to go fight for arbitration after winning a World Series. Did anyone see any of that? Mm-mm.
3: Oh, okay. I don't think that happens. You're stoked for that guy.
0: Yeah, I mean it might just be a bad article. Who wrote that? Let me see if I can find it. Braves, Olson, Clubhouse. Extension. I really only read like the athletics, so maybe it was there. I don't know. We can talk about something else in the meantime.
1: Okay. 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 Yeah, I mean there there was some there was some weird stuff around Freddie leaving. Um, you know we've got some Atlanta connects. Um, I I don't know. I I love Matt Olson. Um, that it's you know one in one out for me. Um, we'll see if they feel that. You know that's 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 a huge.
0: The Athletic, yeah. I really only read The Athletic for baseball news. So,
1: yeah. Oh, so,
0: it's Ken Rosenthal. He's a good one. It's Rosenthal. I read. So,
1: okay, I, like I don't stuff.
0: feel bad about sharing it now. It was Ken Rosenthal. Said, I got to look into that. He said, the Braves' internal dynamics bear watching. Braves' clubhouse was rattled by Freddie Freeman's departure, coupled with the signing of Matt Olson to the richest deal in team history before he ever
1: even put on an Atlanta uniform. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there's some funny business there um, in, in the Freddie situation. So, yeah, it's, it's something you circle. I, I mean, you know, another thing I believe in in sports is winning cures everything. Uh, and I think this team is going to win games. And I, I think if Matt Olson is Matt Olson and he plays gold glove defense and that OPS is in the high eights or the nines, I think a lot will be forgotten quickly. Um, and we'll see how that, how that dynamic changes. It, it is intriguing that, you know, he, he got a bigger contract than, uh, Ronnie and Ozzy. Obviously they bought out some of their, R beers and stuff like that is Austin Riley, you know, circle Austin Riley for me. It, that guy's 25. He just had a monster, monster season for a third baseman. Is that every year? Are we going to take a step back? Does he take a step forward somehow? Like, the Braves have so many, so many dudes. On, they have so many potential dudes on this team. Austin Riley could finish top five in the MVP this year. Matt Olson could finish top five in the MVP this year. Ozzy, probably top ten. Ronald Cunha could win the damn thing. <laughs> like when you start talking about these guys, it's 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 insane. High end depth, pitching, offense, defense. The Braves do it on every front. They're they're a wagon.
3: I just, I just, I'm trying to wrap my head around Kenny's article. I need to read it. So I, I wanna, just, like, miss- I, I just, I it. just
0: skimmed it. Do you want to hear what's going on? Yeah, go ahead. The, the Braves are one of, uh, in the last 11 years, only two teams have even sent players to arbitration hearings after winning the World Series. The Braves have uh, Max Freed, Austin Riley, Luke Jackson, Adam Duvall, and Dansby Swanson all didn't settle, and the Braves are a file and trial team, and trials aren't happening until July. So while they're scrapping and clawing for two hundred and fifty grand for Max Freed and Austin Riley... Four hundred grand for Luke Jackson. Mm. Duvall and Dansby are fighting over a million dollars and eight hundred grand. Matt Olson gets the richest deal in team history. I think human nature does kick in a little bit, Trav, where you're like, what the fuck, guys? Maybe you're not mad at Olson, but you're a little like, we just won you the World Series, but this guy gets all the money, and you won't even give me 250 yeah. Yeah, grand? So- and you're gonna make me go to trial over it?
3: I think that, that yeah, you could have some a little bit resentment towards the front office, but that doesn't, breathe, that doesn't go into the clubhouse. I mean, in in my opinion. Yeah, the file and trial thing, they know that's how it is. So if you can't come to an agreement, there's a set date, and that's it. Um, so, you know, that's something they've said. They've talked about with their agents. They know this is a possibility. They know that's how they run their franchise. They don't have to agree with it. They just know that's the way it is. Uh, I don't think anyone's mad at Matt Olson. You know, I was thinking maybe like – our. Like is making 15 million this year. Um Olsen, I think, is fifteen million. He got a big signing bonus as well. Ozzy, you know, Ozzy signed a really what's looking back now, a really tough contract. Seven years, thirty-five plus team options. You know, he's a better player than that. Um, but I I don't I don't necessarily agree with like the whole like the clubhouse is gonna be a mess because
0: seems like a battle with the front office things. more than the clubhouse.
3: Yeah, m- more front office. Uh, and and I, to your point, like normally I would say, you know what? This is the way they run things and they know. But when you win a World Series, you might want to break off a few like. Hundred, yeah, you, might be, you,
0: you win the World Series. You might want to be like, hey, we're not going to do the file trial thing this year.
3: Plus, plus, we know their finances. Yeah. We've seen the financials. So, you know, I I, I get that. I guess I can see if, if that's the way the article is framed, then I agree with it.
0: I think the Braves are good but last year they weren't good. They lost players. We were a lot of baseball was like surprised they made a lot of moves at the deadline. We're all wrong. They go up to win the World Series. Do they have to win? Do they have to win the division? Do they have to go out there and win 95 games in their heads? I mean, they won what are the 80 something last year and won the World Series. Is the intensity going to be like ratcheted, ratcheted, ratcheted up? Are they going to be like, we got room? I don't know. But I I believe in the hangover effect a little bit, and I believe in the fact that they're like, let's not kill ourselves during the regular season. There's more teams going to the dance this year, and we're going to get there. I have them kind of like being breezy for a little bit and then having to tighten the gears at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, Acuña is going to want to get back to the World Series because he's like, "Dude, I just missed out on that." Are you
3: kidding me? But if you look go back in time, James, 2018, first NL East 90 wins, 2018, first the NL East 97 wins, 35 wins in the 60-game season, first in the NL East. Last year, only 88 wins, but they did win the NL East. So, I think now winning winning the division is not enough. And they they've back-to-back uh championship series. Obviously, they won the World Series last year. They're one of the teams I believe that can fully say it's world series or bust for us. Mm. Other teams that are in playoff contention, they can't really say that, but this team can say world series or bust. They don't want anything else. Anything below a world series championship again, will be a disappointment for them.
1: And I, I again, I believe in organizations. The Atlanta Braves are sneaky. One of the best organizations in sports. They have been to the playoffs 21 of the past 30 years. Wow. Like, this is a really good franchise. I think they're the most talented team. They've got guys... Like, you know, sometimes when there's a championship team, they bring in one guy and it's like, Hey, Hank's here now and he wants to win. But if you got 25 other guys, they got the bling and they got the payday. Like... If Mike Soroka comes back in midseason, we'll see. And and like they don't need to bank on that, but man, that storyline. Ronnie and Marcel. Like <laughs> Matt Olson and I I just think all of the pieces are there. Um and we you know, we did the Mets. They they don't have a ton of holes. Uh, I like that they got bullpen help because their
0: bullpen went through hell and they can really and Luke Jackson's already got arm soreness and Matsick and Smith, maybe they can like give those guys a lighter April or just divvy it up until you find out who your mainstays are. But I like that they went and got McHugh and Kenley, obviously because they're great bullpen pitchers and and make the better, but also just having more arms to
1: give these guys that just went through the rigmarole of the playoffs. McHugh had an incredible season, Uh, multiple inning bullpen guy. If, if that's who Colin McHugh is, what a weapon! Kirby Yates—the last time we saw him have a full season, he had 41 saves in a 119 ERA. Kenley Jansen is an all-time MLB closer. They added these guys to a bullpen in the World Series and playoffs that was absolutely electric. Like, I love this team. I think I—you I, know—I don't want to speak for you, Trev. They got to be in the running for your Nostradamus run it back pick this year.
3: A hundred percent. I think that this is one of the teams that's favored to win the World Series. Um, And uh, going back to Kirby Yates, this is one of the deals where they knew he was going to be shelved all year. So they gave him the two year with a team option. So they're they're thinking, you know, their window. Wide open. Like this this isn't just a 2022 thing. I don't think it's just a 2023 thing like they they have a wide window here. So over under
0: 90 wins there. 90 and a half wins. 90?
1: Yeah. Uh, my pick is in. I believe in this team. Over.
3: If I take the over here, that's four overs for me in this
0: division. That's why I flipped my fish. I, I, know, the, dude. I took the Phillies over. I don't think all three are going to. What was the Phillies' number at? 85. 86. 85 5 I can't
3: take the under here because I took the Mets over. I believe this team. I'm to taking be the, Mets the
0: Mets under and the Braves over and the Phillies over. I think they all end up around good 85 to 90. And I'll say that was, if one team's going to go above, I'll choose the Braves to go slightly above 90. I'm changing my Mets to the under. I think they're all going to wow. be 85 to 90.
3: James, I wanted to do that but i feel like i've talked them up so much that i couldn't do with the mets but now that you're you're here with me we're holding hands yeah. my diamonds dancing hopscotch we holding hands me yeah. and you i think we're going to reverse the bet yeah i got the i got the mets winning 89 games
0: yeah hmm.
3: okay you got that bbd mark me down i'm taking the over here under on the mets
0: they're both winning 89 games to
2: get the mm. under and the
1: over now we're talking.
0: Well, what was there on what was theirs? 90. Oh, Phillies Mets, you're saying. Uh, whatever. Whatever I said, it, it made <laughs> sense. Doesn't matter. Divisions Nine, be nines, a bloodbath. Braves win 91, Mets win 89, Phillies win 86. Is that even possible?
1: It's gonna be a bloodbath.
0: Marlins and everyone else die. Hey, that's the end of the show. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. We will be back next time with the NL Syk. I think it's the AL. East, have we done the NL West?
1: That's on ah. Sunday. I'm
0: tired.
1: Sleep with one eye open. Where's the
0: damn music, Jimmy? Keep Here you go. Goodbye. Time. That was baseball talk, and we talked about the baseball. National League East, it's going to be a battle. Three teams playing baseball against each other. Talking, talking, talking so the song doesn't get copyright claimed. The Dump.